Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. And the one thing that I taught last week, which is part of us, you know, handling our finances, we also have to be good with our timing, you know, managing our time. And a lot of times people don't know how to manage their time. So I want to talk about, I want to actually share with you nine biblical time management tips today. Is that cool? All right. I want you to answer me a question. How good are you with managing your time? It's very important that we know how to steward not only our finances, but also we, we, we need to know how to steward our time. You know, so we have a successful day. Whenever, give up, whenever, give God, whenever God gives us the opportunity to be awake, you know, we have to manage our time according to what the Bible says. Let me ask you, let me ask one of you guys, can you kind of describe your day a little bit? Is, is it different every day or, or you kind of follow the same routine? Is it? Okay. Are you having Are you having the opportunity to have a, a time alone with God through your day? Good. That's very important. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about biblical time management. It's It's very important that we understand that biblical time management. It's It's a command that is laced. Okay. Throughout the Bible, it's actually throughout the Bible. Time management. It's something we all struggle with. You know, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm so glad that I have Pablo in my life because I'm like, you know, I'm hard keeping my schedule sometimes and I, I'm trying to do better. And this is why I thought it was so important for me to teach the students at Christ for the Nations because sometimes if we're not careful, you know, we're all over the place and we need to be good stewards of our time. Whether you're a husband, a wife, you know, a father, a mother or a single person, you know, we're always juggling the demands of work and social life. So there are nine points that I want to go over this morning. Number one is this. We must clearly define our priorities. Okay, define your priorities. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2 says this. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Okay, we must first schedule what matters the most, things that are above. I believe that's the most important things. When you're setting your priorities, clearly defining your priorities, the first thing that we must do is define a time to be with the Lord. You know, give your first to the Lord, your first fruits of your time. You know, spend time with the Lord. Uh, life is life. There are some times that, you know, we're go, we go through life, there are some things that we don't have control of. You know, life just happens, but make sure that you clearly define your priorities. You know, for successful time management, though, you need to identify unhealthy distractions and eliminate them. Very important that we understand this. We must identify unhealthy distractions and eliminate them. Let me see. Let me say something. A great example of an unhealthy distraction is our smartphones. You know, back in the days... Our phones were just to call. Actually, back in the days when I was a kid, there was no cell phone, <laughs> you know, and then pager, and then now just the regular dial phone, and then now, now we have a computer in our hands, and if we're not careful, 
This is a very unhealthy thing that will take, eat your time. And then the time that you could be spending with the Lord doing productive things, you'll be spending here. I tell you, I, sometimes I battle with this. I got to be careful that I'm not on social media and things like that. Sometimes I take breaks. What I do sometimes is, you know, I'll do periods of fasting. And what I do is I fast my phone. The other decision I have made, you know, I used to go to bed and take my phone with me and then charge my phone with a long a cable so I could be there, you know, uh, laying down and, and on my phone. You know, I made a decision about three months ago that I'm no longer doing that. At 6, 6.30, I put my phone to charge in the kitchen and I don't want to see until the next day. You know, because this becomes a distraction and we have to make sure that we're defining our our priorities so it's very important for us to understand look at your own life and assess that assess what might need it need to be removed to make more space for purpose purposeful living and intentional living make more time for purposeful living and intentional living okay number two diligently make plans diligently make plans why is planning so important why is planning so important? Because we don't just want to go through life. You know, a lot of times we put ourselves in automatic gear and we just go through life. We're navigating through life without really enjoying the things of life. You know, we don't plan sometimes. And that's a bad habit that I have that, that I'm dealing with. Now God is teaching me, listen, you must plan your day. You must plan the things that you're doing. Make sure you're planning your schedule because I'm that kind of person. Like sometimes I just leave everything for last minute and I'll get it done, but it's a chaos. You know, last minute's always a chaos. So diligently make plans. You know, when we live intentionally and plan around our, our priorities, we will find chaos a lot less and we will increase our productivity. We will increase our productivity when we plan our day, you know, when you see in black and white, when you have a schedule, you plan your day, when you see in black and white, it becomes easier to follow a plan that respects priorities. It becomes easy to follow a plan that respects priorities. There's a word that we don't hear as much as we used to. There's a lot of words, actually, that, that they were out there and people don't use it, especially this new generation. But there's a word, prudent. You got, is that how you say it? I mean, we don't hear that a lot. And that's a word. What's the definite? Now there's, there's, there's a word you, you don't hear anymore. It's to be wise, to be cautious, wary, you know, prudent, plan, be prudent. Is that how you say it? You know, very important. Proverbs 21.5 says this. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who's hasty comes only to poverty. Proverbs 14, 8 says this, the wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Very important that we plan our day, make diligently, diligently make plans. Very important. Number three, plan carefully, taking into account the Lord's will. Plan carefully, taking into account the Lord's will. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says, look carefully 
than how you walk. Not as an unwise, but as a wise. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what, will, what the will of the Lord is. You know, it's important that we don't plan without God. A lot of times we want to plan without God. We want to have our own agenda. You know, and, and that's what we're seeing nowadays. People, people are just doing their own agenda. They're not, you know, it just bothers me that we are, you know, I believe that we're at the end of this pandemic in Jesus' name. But we went through everything that we, have you ever thought that we were going to be locked in our room, in our houses for three months? I mean, we made history. We made history. And yet, people are, I mean, you're driving out there, people have no patience. <laughs> People are wild. People do not care about planning their schedules according to what God wants. And I love what pastor has been teaching us that we must ask God first, God, what is it that you're doing that I can be a part of it? It's not my agenda. It's not my schedule. It's your schedule. At the end of the day, there's a purpose why we're here. We're not here just to navigate through life. If you're alive, you have, if you have a fresh air, a breath, a fresh breath of air, you know, that means there's a purpose for you. And according to God's plan, that's how you want to, you know, schedule, plan your, your things through the day. You know, God seems to have a delightful way of upsetting the plans we have made when we have not taken him into account. Okay. I read this and I was like, this is cool. We get ourselves into circumstances that were not chosen by God because of the decisions that we make. And suddenly we realize that we have been making our plans without him. That we have not even considered him to be a vital living factor in the planning of our lives. In spiritual issues, it's customary for us to put God first, but we tend to think that it is inappropriate and unnecessary to put him first in the practical. We spiritualize everything and we have God, but in the practical, we're not doing that a lot of times. So it's very important that we do that. Whenever you're plan, planning your schedule, make sure you put God first so he will continue to honor you and bless you. Number four, seek him First, every day. Seek him first every day. Matthew 6, 33. What does it say? Come on. All of these things should be added to you. I remember when we first heard that we were supposed to come. You know, I was in banking for many years. Uh, I've been in the United States since the age of 10. But I used to live in Miami uh, within the Brazilian community. That's why I have an accent. I kind of regret sometimes just being among my own people. You know, I kind of like got to, to really speak English when I came to Texas, you know. But um, I did go to school and everything. I did college in Miami, you know. But um, I remember at one point we decided that, you know, we were, we were done with uh, Florida. And, and I wanted to go to Bible college, and I told Pablo, Pablo, listen, I really want to plan this. Uh, why don't we just go there, see how it is, you know, see if there's uh, family housing. At the time, it was just me, Pablo, and Gabe. And then we came here, 
At first, actually, when I first told her that I wanted to go to Bible college, she was like, no, no, you know, we've been here forever now in Florida. We were in Florida for 22 years, you know, and I was uh, I was in banking and then I became a mortgage broker. And we were making good money. We were living the life young, you know, but I felt like I was ordained as a pastor. And at the time that I was ordained, I didn't I didn't think that they planned that well. You know, it was just more of a, you're a pastor's kid and I feel like you have the anointing. We're going to push you into the ministry. And I wasn't ready for it. You know, and I said, no, I want to be ready. I want to plan this. I want to go to Bible college. So when I told Pablo, she's like, no, I don't think this is for us to do this. You know, I don't think it's even the time. But listen, when God calls you, he will change someone's heart. It's very important that we understand this. And then we came here to Christ for the Nations. God spoke to her. You know, we walked in that campus. Somebody came and without knowing us, uh, gave her a word. It was exactly what we needed to hear. You know, we came home and we like, we're packing our bags. We're coming back to Dallas. But there's one thing that it's so important. You know, it was in God's time. It was in God's time. You know, if I had tried to push that on my own time, things wouldn't work the way it ended up working. You know, so it's very important that we always seek him first before making our decisions to make sure what, it, what is it that he wants from us. You know, if God is on it, if there's obedience from your part, there's always provision. We came in, you know, we thought we were going to have money to pay for six months of school. We ended up paying for the first month. And then here we are now having to trust the Lord, Lord, there were situations, good morning, guys. There were situations where we're like, did I make, did I make the right choice coming here? You know, it's me, my wife, and my kid right now. And, and there were times we had no money for food, you know. But listen, every time God provided. You know, I remember one time, guys, and I'm just sharing this testimony because it's so important that we first seek God before we put our plans together. We're talking about time management here, guys. For those that just walked in, you know, it's so important that we always seek first the kingdom of God. You know, you have a business, you have a job, whatever it is that you have, but put God first. Because when you do to others, you're doing to the Lord. Very important. I remember one time we had nothing. We opened our, um, our food pantry. It was empty. I had $20 in my pocket. And I was like, I don't know what to do, probably. I started calling a bunch of people, pastors and friends. And it was doing swine flu, you know, remember uh, Mexico, and, and they were like, man, we're helping missionaries in Mexico, we can't do anything at this point. And like, Lord, did I make the right decision, you know, coming over here? And I looked at my wife and I said, you know what, there's a, a place, Tapatillos, you know, in, in, in Dallas, South Dallas. It's dirty, it's filthy, but they got good food, you know, let's just go over there because it's cheap, you know. So we went there with $20, we ordered one, one plate of food. For us to split between me, my wife, and my son. Listen, when God calls you, he will always provide for you. We went there, and I was kind of complaining a little bit. I, you know, I was like, man, I don't know if I made the right choice. And then probably always being wise. I love my wife. You know, she can be a pain sometimes, but she's wise, you know. But she looked at me and she said, didn't you say that God called you here? So you must trust him right now. And I said, okay, I'll shut my mouth. And we prayed. We had lunch. We came back. 
Till this day, I don't know who did it. I know who did it. It was God, you know. But we walked and we walked back into the front door of our apartment. There were bags and bags of groceries sitting in front of our apartment. You know, that shows me that when we serve God, that when we trust and we put him first, he will provide for all your needs. You know, I remember one time. And it's actually, God has such a great sense of humor. You know, I remember at one time uh, having to go to the financial manager and, and telling him, listen, I, had, I don't have money to pay for school right now. And, and, and I owed like $1,100. I had like 200 and some dollars, $300. I got an offering from a pastor in Florida and I had $300. And somebody walked in my house and I felt like I was supposed to give her $60 from that $300. At this point, I owe $1,100, right? So I have 300, that means I owe what? 900, right? Uh, uh, 800. So, so I decided to give this lady, she came in into our house at the campus, at Christ for the Nations. And I said, you know, I'm going to give her $60. I just felt like I'm supposed to give her $60 out of the 300. That means I'll be left over with 240. I gave her $60. She starts crying. And then she's like, once you're not going to believe I had $60 this morning. There was a family in need. I gave them my only $60 and you're actually returning exactly the amount. So I went and took $240 to the financial office. I paid the $240 and here I am now. Okay, now I thought I was going to owe only $800. No, now I owe what? $860. Lord, I don't know what to do. You know, five hours later, I got a call from the financial office saying, hey, uh, come to the financial office because I have something for you. I walked in there. They gave me a receipt. I have this receipt in my house to this day that says blessings from God. Somebody went in there and paid the $860. You know, so when you put God first, you know, whatever you do in life, make sure that you put God first. Because when you are in obedience to his calling, when you are in the center of his will, there is provision. So seek him every time before planning your day. We're talking about... Um, Planning time management, okay? Use your mornings wisely. Remember what we want to give our priorities, our first and greatest attention to God. Use your morning wisely. You know, one thing that I do now, and, and, and I had to also make time for this. You know, I used to go and pray for my kids in their bedroom right before they go to sleep. I would go to each one of them and pray for them. God showed me that I was supposed to start praying as a family. So now I'll make time for this. And what I do is before we all go to bed, I bring all of them together, me and my wife, and we pray. Sometimes we're in such a rush that we pray like two, three minutes, but we pray together as a family. Listen, you have to prioritize what's important, you know. Use your morning wisely. Use your daytime wisely. It's very important that we do this. Number five, commit your plans to the Lord. Commit your plans to the Lord. Psalms 37, 5 says this. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Okay? Commit your plans to the Lord. Proverbs 16, 3 says this. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Very important. Seeing in writing helps you to know where your commitments lies. Very important. Okay? Number five. Commit your plans to the Lord. Number six. Ask the Lord what he wants you to do. That's what pastors are always saying. Ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Assess how God has gifted you. Okay, what are your gifts? What, what can you do? You know, you do not want to waste your time by ignoring what God has called you to do. 
A lot of times we're, igno we're ignoring what God has called us to do and we're wasting our time. We don't want to waste our time. Take some time to consider what you are passionate about it and what you are good at it. Very important, okay? When you can find out where and how God wants to use you, it's a very effective time management strategy. Psalms 31, 14 and 15 says this, But I trust in you, O Lord, I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Amen. Very important. Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. It is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 16:9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his step. The Lord establishes his step. Ask the Lord, you know, My father, he was just, uh, my father's in Brazil right now, and he was going to preach uh, in a different city. He's in Sao Paulo. He was going to go preach in a different city this past week, and he actually posted something on, on social media, and I was like, man, that's, that's why we got to ask the Lord and make sure we hear the small voice in our hearts. That's the Holy Spirit, you know. He was supposed to go to the airport. He woke up like five o'clock in the morning, and there's two freeways that takes him to the airport, one that has a higher speed uh, where you can drive a little faster, and the other one's a little slower, and he's like, you know, I think I'm just going to take the higher speed today, And something like in his heart was saying, no, don't take this today. He's like, no, I'm going to ignore this. And I'm just going to go with the one that you can actually go a little faster. Guess what? There was a lot of traffic. He lost his plane, you know, and he couldn't go to the, uh, uh, the commitment that he had uh, at this church at a different state. And later he said, you know, it's so important that we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit throughout the day. You know, you're not alone. There's a Holy Spirit out there that will speak to you. And sometimes we're just ignoring. And, and, and sometimes we, listen, it's not just pastors. Pastors is just, pastor, yes, uh, uh, we have a higher commitment to seeking the Lord and everything. But we're, it's just a title. We're humans. We're all in the same boat. I'm no different than you. The same voice that you hear is the same voice that I hear. You know, we just got to make sure that we find time to hear the voice of the Spirit so He will be the one leading our steps. You know, also be watchful for divine interruptions. Be watchful for divine interruptions. Okay, James 4, verse 13 through 15 says this. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanish. Wow. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Man, we're a mist. How many people are just... I was, this morning, uh, something came up on my phone, memories, pictures. You know how, like, iPhone sometimes shows you pictures of the past? And I saw Robert Esquivel. And I'm like, man, the guy was full of life. Suddenly, he's not longer here with us. Mr. Owen it will be every morning out there smiling. Suddenly, listen, our life, man, don't waste your time. Be watchful for divine appointments and interruptions, actually. You know, there will be times that God is interrupting. There's a purpose for it. You know, 
you're supposed to do this, but that's not what I want. So I'm going to interrupt you so you understand that you're not going right. You're going left. You know, be watchful and be open. Be open. It's so important that we're open. Number eight, work hard and don't be lazy. (laughs) Work hard and don't be lazy. Can I be honest with you guys? Can I just be a little transparent? Here in America, sometimes there's one thing that bothers me. That, oh, I only do what's inside my square. I only do what I'm paid for. I only do what's in my job description. Take the extra mile. (laughs) Take the extra mile. You know, I remember working for Citibank. Y'all heard of Citibank? You know, I remember working for Citibank, and, and I was a teller at the time. I was young, and I was working the lobby, but the drive-thru was here. They fired the, 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 the teller that was running the drive-thru. And, and during that time, we had to go back and forth. Man, I was handling both windows to the point that we're not going to hire some, which kind of like put a little, uh, it got me overwhelmed a little bit. But take the extra mile. At the end of the day, you're glorifying God. You know, I just hate when I hear young generations saying, oh, this, I, I don't get paid for this. this. This is not my job. Listen, honor God in everything that you do and take the extra mile. Do a little extra. God will pay you back. Be work, be hard worker. Don't be lazy. Proverbs 14, 23 says this. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11 says, take a lesson from the ants, your lace bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer. Man, they work hard. They work hard. They've been working in my house. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, 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 you be lazy. You go outside right now. <laughs> you know, they work hard. Be like little ants. They work hard. Don't be lazy. Very important. Number nine, last one. Learn to say no. We Brazilians, we have a problem. We don't know how to say no. And I, and I found the root. You know what it is? Insecurity. Insecurity. A person that always say yes, it's because they're insecure about themselves. They're trying to get attention from others. They're trying to be accepted. And I'll say what? I've learned one thing. That it's a lot better to get a no and be done with it than saying yes and not being able to fulfill that Yes. Because that yes, it's a lot painful. How many of you had promises that were broken? I've been there. Man, it's, and there's one thing about this country that I honor to, which it's a lot better. Nowadays, we're in a different generation. Things have changed. But back in the days, you could write down. If you said something, you could write down and they would stick to their word. Now it's, it's hard now. Now people, now you have, a, you have to sign a contract. You know, but learn how to say no. How many times I said yes, and I wasn't able to fulfill that yes, and the person got hurt, and I had to go to them and and fix it. You know, how many times I had people telling me yes. We know it was a a political yes. You know, they were just trying to be good friends and just trying to be 
sometimes acceptable or just trying to, you know, impress. But listen, learn how to say no. Matthew 5.37 says this. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Everything else beyond this comes from the evil one. You know, sometimes the best way to manage your time is to learn how to say no. It's to learn how to say no. Sometimes we will be asked to do really good things, but they may not be the things you're supposed to be doing. You need to assess carefully what you would add to your life. You must assess carefully what you're adding to your agenda. You know, save your time for what you know God is calling you to do. Save your time for what you know God is calling you to do. You know, there's a reason I try to do now. I I kind of gravitated towards a weekly planner rather than a daily planner because I'm able to see now. And I do this on Sundays. I try to schedule my time, put everything in my calendar, and I try to ask Pablo to help me, you know, because that way I can have a better look of everything that's happening. So if I have to make change, when you just do a daily planner, sometimes it's hard, you know. So very important that you plan your time according to what God wants. Be wise with your time. Plan everything, you know. From the time you're starting your morning, what is the first thing you're going to do? Give God the first fruits. Give your first fruits of your, of your time. Spend some time with him. What do, I do? what do I do now? I wake up on my way to work. I put my Bible, Bible in audio, and I'm listening to my Bible. You know, I'm reading my Bible right there and then. That's my first, first priority, to listen to what God is saying, you know. And let me say this, too. Don't always go out there looking for prophets because there's a prophecy that's been written and it's the Bible, you know, and everything that we need is in the Bible. A lot of times we're going after prophets. I want to hear God's voice. I want to hear God's voice. Listen, God has, God has done everything that he needed to do by sending his son, Jesus Christ, more than 2,000 years ago. And a lot of times we don't get the things that we're getting because we don't know how to pray to. You know, Hosea is 4, 6. We're praying wrong, you know. Just pray what the word says. Be wise with your time, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Amen? All right. The one thing I do, it's very important. Try to memorize at least one Bible verse a week. Try to do that. Memorize at least one Bible work of, uh, a week. You know, write down prayer requests. You know, those are all, time, those are all things that are important for you to put into your your agenda on the weekly basis, you know, especially when you're dealing with life groups, I, I tell the people, you know, write down uh, and communicate with them on a, on a weekly basis and see how people are, write down prayer requests, you know, require, make sure that you, you, you have your quiet time.